Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Pauline Sella. Pauline is the owner of Plant Haven Farms with locations in O'Fallon, a pop-up shop in Olivet, and a new location in Oakville, Missouri. Her breadth of knowledge about all things flowers, plants, and other vegetation has earned her the title of Botanical Farmer, and she is here today to share with us how does your garden grow hi pauline well hi mish how are you i'm good i okay so i kind of <laughs> know about what you do and all the wonderful places that you are but tell us about how did you even get started i mean you are so passionate about this how did you get started in this well it's a funny story so my husband and i were shopping at my um o'fallon location and i was a banker and i loved my job and we were out there and getting flowers. And I hear him say, Joyce, if you ever want to sell, she was the woman we bought from, you know, this would be a great retirement job for Pauline. And I'm thinking, he is crazy. I love my job. I mean, I'm good at it. I figured it out. So next thing you know, I swear she called six months later. I mean, it was a really short period of time and said, John, you know what? I think I'd really like to sell. And I'm like, oh my God. So I go to my boss, my banker boss, and I'm like, Richard, I'm so sorry. I'm giving you my notice. We've bought a nursery. And he's so just disheveled and he's like taking deep breaths. And I'm thinking, well, this is so sweet. Like, he's so sad I'm leaving. <laughs> and he's like, Pauline, I just have to ask you something. I mean, do you really like children that much? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like no, I mean, yes. I mean, I like children, but not, I mean, no, not a nursery. And he's like, oh, well, I mean, then you'll be great. And I thought, oh my God, that's just, well, is that sad that he thinks I have no patience? But, um, and then I'm like, I promise I'll bank here. So yeah, it's a true story, funny wow. story. But um, yeah, that's how I got started. So not the retirement job, it became no, the, um, the lifelong passion. Exactly. I never, you know, it's funny, I used to like pick weeds for my dad, you know, my, my, weekly allowance and I hated it but I always wanted to have a florist shop like I thought it was so fun to like arrange flowers right which is so kind of ironic that I do this <laughs> which is some form of that but um anyhow so yes we buy it and it was the first two years were so stressful oh my god I have no I still have every notebook of everything we would do every day down to we stopped for lunch for 30 minutes and then we started back and we planted this 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 and this really? and here's the total mm -hmm. and then I decided Maybe I don't know five six years ago, I didn't need. I never went back to the notebooks. So why should I be keeping these these notebooks? Very detailed. So, um, why why did you keep? Well, detailed I didn't because notes like I kept that? thinking like, what if something happened to me? And like it's all in my oh. head. Even though it's still in my head and not much in the notebook, but right. you know, I was learning as I went. And so between the former owner and some really wonderful salesmen. That's how I learned everything. And you, you know, you, when you're nervous and you take on a loan and you've got to make this work, exactly. you, you're going to learn something. So, right. Um, so that's how it started. And so oh, I have the so cool. you know, 19, when did we start? 1999. Um, or no, yeah, 1999. So, yeah, the, wow. and the place has been around since 1980. So it, it had some credibility in the beginning. And then we just made it bigger and a tiny bit more automated. I mean, tiny, like tiny um but it's big and it's pretty it's and, big i mean um, so so talk to that because you know i went out there and i was like oh my like how many greenhouses do so you we have? have 16 greenhouses and if and they're all separate but if you pushed them all together you'd be just shy of an acre so um it's and then it's there's a lot, a lot of acreage and yeah we're on 68 acres and we farm soybeans and corn and then we um 
we also have a little garden set up for um, Truffles Restaurant and Butchery, and they're doing so, we're experimenting with farm to table. So, um, which is so now, which is right, and so and, cool. And Farmer John, who is our farmer out there, he's incredible, and he knows so much about really unusual vegetables and very organic, and it's oh, cool. and his stuff's delicious. So he, um, so it's kind of fun to have him around and kind of learn. Kind of, you know, I know nothing about. I'm a terrible cook. I, you know, I like to grow them to look at them. Um, but I really, Help grow them, you cook them. Exactly. But I don't really know what to do with them. Um, so it's been fun to learn from him too. But has it always been a passion? I mean, or did you, like, did you know that I'm going to go do this someday? Well, I, mean, I thought, no, never. Because I really, I mean, I left my banking you job. You were a banker. Yes. And I had, I was a private banker. And so I kind of could do whatever I needed to do as long as I brought my customers in and I took care of them and took them to lunch and to, you know, social activities. And it was a fun job. And I could still pick my kids up from school. I could, you know, I could still be sort of mom and career. And I've worked since I was 16. So I never really thought of not working and sitting home. And I don't even know what I would do. Like, I don't know what I would do either. Isn't that true? It's funny. So my mom, when I was a kid, my mom would say, why do you work so hard? Like, you know, she thought it was weird that I was like, have all these jobs and everything. I'm like, I don't know, I just want to. But I couldn't ever imagine not. I couldn't either. Really, I couldn't. I it's mean, like it's, just a part of what I do. In the six months that I'm off, it, I, I, it's, I'm I, bored. And then I decided, you know, repaint rooms. You know, the first thing I do, which is kind of the joke, is I have to empty all the cupboards and all the drawers <laughs> and rearrange because I just shove stuff in there the whole year. Um, you know, if you come to my house, it doesn't look like I have a career. It looks like I, it's like so organized. It's really not. Um so it'll be interesting change this year because with our third location, we'll be open 12 months out of the year, which right. I've never done. And I think going back to your first question, um, when we took this on, I think the idea was you, anybody can do anything for six months and it's every day, seven days a week, you know, 20, well, 24 hours a day. I mean, right. the, if the heater goes out, the phone rings in the middle of the night and yeah. I'm told I'm told about it. I don't really can do anything about it, but at least, you know, I want to keep in the loop. So it'll be an interesting change to have something 12 months. Yeah. Because at the Oakville location, there's, I mean, it's, there's a whole indoor area, mm-hmm. there's gifts, you're going to have a million events going on. Right. And, I, and I've never done that. I've always wanted to do it, but I never really had a space. I mean, we have, a, you saw the cute old red barn, but, you know, it needs a rehab job and that's right. just never going to happen. And it's <laughs> also, no one goes out there. It's definitely a farm all around us. The population is all fancy duck clubs. And so we have, you know, people, we have traffic, but it's mostly for short periods of time. I mean, it's really all ag out there. What is a fancy duck club? So fancy <laughs> I don't know duck about club. fancy duck clubs. So um, we're called the Bottoms because we're along the river and it's always in a floodplain. Okay. And so we have great migratory birds. That's the word if I'm saying it correctly. So a lot of duck um, and uh, what's it? Quail. And, uh, is it quail? Well, anyhow, clearly I don't know my birds so, and I don't hunt. Some but it's birds. a huge but it's a huge hunting area. And, oh really? I and, did not know that. Um yeah. Out no family. Out no family. Okay. I mean gotcha. literally down the down from a road, there's a half a dozen private clubs that men and women I'm sure men and women, I'm not quite sure if they're women there yet, but Okay. Uh, gotcha. Maybe. <laughs> um they pay a, a pretty big amount of money to be part of these clubs and they have a caretaker and usually a cook and there's bedrooms that they want to spend the night. Oh wow. Because when you hunt, you hunt early, early in the morning. Right. So yeah. um most people would get up, you know, spend the night, get up in the morning hunt. I had no idea yeah. those ex- but I'm not much of a I mean, I tried it once, and you can't talk. So that was that was the end of it. I couldn't be quiet. I literally couldn't be quiet. I couldn't sit there. Oh no! This is so boring. Fishing. I mean, like when I went fishing one time, I'm thinking 
I can't talk. No, that is such a misnomer. I mean, I've caught. You can talk? Oh, I can fish and talk and (laughs) crank music and. Really? Uh I mean, I think depending on kind of the fish. Maybe you have a soothing voice to the fish and they just like come to you. See, my theory, and I don't know it to be true, that if you have really shallow water and you're like, they're calling, it's called flats fishing, you probably really can't talk because the fish are spooked easily. Okay. But deep sea fishing, when you throw lines out, to, you know. They can't hear you. No, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> not, not, I mean, trust me, we fish a but lot. But like on I'm, a little lake, it seems like, when I used to live on a lake and I would look at all the fishermen mm-hmm. out there and they were always just sitting there with their beer. They're not talking. I'm like, woof, I could just that would not work for me. Yeah, I don't know. I thought might be. We'll have to Google that. Yeah, <laughs> say, can you know. talk while yeah. fishing? I've, yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, or Maybe. we could just try it. Inter- just, right. Let's just go fishing and talk the whole time and yeah. see if anything happens. Perfect. I love to fish. I actually think it's really fun. I mean, Do you uh-huh. really? I don't I'm like to touch the fish a, though. Listen, oh no. no. Yeah. But I mean, I'll put gloves on if I have to, but I, I can't get the hook out. I mean, yeah. no. Yeah. I would. Somebody I can catch would them. I just can't Ugh. do the rest and not cook them. No. Oh, I'd eat them, but not cook. Somebody else has to do that part. And I have no desire to learn. <laughs> yeah, right, right. There's certain things. It's like people are like, I want to climb Mount Everest. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, exactly. No, no like, thank you. That know. sounds like a pain in the butt. Yeah, exactly. You know, do Too they, much work. Do they have indoor plumbing somewhere along the way? <laughs> exactly. I'm not interested otherwise. <laughs> I don't blame you. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back with Pauline Sella. All right, and we are back with Pauline Sella. Hello, Pauline. Hello, Mish. So when I came out to O'Fallon and walked around all those different greenhouses with you, I was amazed at how much, I mean, you just like, you're like, oh, well, you can't plant that way. This shouldn't be this way. It should be that way. And here's why I do it that way. Oh, and these need heaters. And this is why, and I'm thinking, holy cow, this is so much knowledge. I mean, just give us some awesome stories about where you learned about everything or how you came upon all this information. And where does it all come from? Oh, I don't Gosh. I think you learn how to do it, and then you try to figure out a way to be more efficient and faster and make the— I don't know. There's but really it feels, no science. Okay, I, is there like an intuitive—it feels like you just sort of— know as you're working with these plants that there's like an an intuition that comes into play with you. You're like, I think it would be better if we did this way. Well, I think I've done it all the wrong way a lot of times. (laughs) So I figured out how to do it a little little bit better. (laughs) When we first bought it, I mean, we didn't even have a potting machine, meaning the machine that fills the the, the cups of, you know, the four-inch pots. And right. The big, it was all scooping by hand. And you really had to make sure the dirt was flat and not squished down. So you kind of learn from every new challenge. Like we couldn't figure out when we we filled the pots two years ago and we'd stack them on the back of the gator to drive them to a house. Well, the ones that were stacking were compressing the soil, which makes, so when you go to water, it's not fluffy and it's not draining. So we learned we had to put literally thin pieces of, uh, of cardboard in between each flat and make them sort of cockeyed. So a lot, it really is, it's baptism by fire. I mean, it has been my whole life. I mean, you know, the other night we didn't cover some plants, and I'm like, oh, but, you know, some were okay, but my, my mistake. Right. You know, always be, you know, safety first. Um, so I think, <laughs> safety for the plants. So it's just, so I think it's, there's, I there's there was no book. It was more of the learn as you go and ask questions. And I sent tons of pic- my salesmen, this guy, Derek Schroff from Ball Seed, is the most amazing 
person and salesman because there's no dumb question. There's no dumb picture. Oh, there's cool. no like. So he can help. He'll be like, here's why that's going on. Right. And I'll send pictures. <gasps> How and if he doesn't know, he'll send it to to Ball C that made the large company. They were the lar- one of the, I think, the largest privately owned um, horticulture, family owned business, um, largest seed company in the world. And they have growing facilities all over the world. I went to Nicaragua. I know. Well, don't I ask why. But, say, I was but, say, but you've and also I went to, traveled. Yeah, and I went and I saw how it was all done. And I mean, everything starts with either a tiny seed or a plant that someone is literally taking scissors, or I'm sure there's something more special than the word scissor, but it looks like scissors. <laughs> something and, to cut it with. And cutting, you know, the tip of a tiny plant and sticking it in a root hormone and sticking it in a cell and growing it. And then they ship it to me and I repot it once again and then goes to the consumer. So it's amazing that in these incredibly impoverished countries right. are growing these plants. And part of it is because it's it's expensive. I mean, a lot of people touch this plant. Like the, the public doesn't know why things cost what they do. They think, they still think we're, you know, the, the farmer, they should negotiate. Right. You know, it should be cheap. You know, right. it's from a seed. Everything's not from a seed. It is. Ultimately, it, it probably is. But by the time it's big enough it, taking a cutting and starting it from an established root is so much better and that makes the process faster, which makes they have to heat less, to pay less, insure less, you know. Right. And I think the average consumer has no idea. They think everything should be, you know, a dollar because what did the seed cost you? Right. A and they penny. have no idea that no. you're traveling around the world figuring all this stuff and learning, out, from learning about. Because when you know where it comes from and you know how hard those people worked to get it to you, and then my people work, in my, as my, in myself included. I mean, I'm hands-on. I'm, oh, my yeah, hands are dirty. Oh, yeah, you definitely are. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I got, <laughs> I have really fancy today for you. But um, <laughs> Thank you, so Pauline. You're welcome. You didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. So I was like, better be safe than sorry. Um, but, you know, we're always getting our hands dirty and trying to think of a, you know, a better way to do things and a way that we can pass the cost along to the consumer. Because, you know, if, if the, it's priced right, more than likely you'll buy two. Yeah, but if it's priced too high, you'll buy one. Right. So, and you have—I mean, you have raving fans. You have people that come back are like waiting for you to open and waiting to get the different plants. But and and also, you have a lot of unique plants. Yes, we do plants that people can't find anywhere else. So, tell us about some of the new ones this year. So, one of the new ones—it's not really a new plant; it's just new to me and and not easily found at most garden centers. And I guess to back up, well, most garden centers buy their plants from a wholesaler who grows in mass production. So that wholesaler can't have everything. It's just not possible. Just it's he, right. He'd have to be, you know, gi- gi- gigantic. Right. Um, and you can also ship things in, but shipping is expensive. And so, you know, you have to kind of, you know, figure out what your balance is. So if you're me, who's a grower and a retailer, it's the luxury, kind of in the curse, but the luxury that I can I can grow small quantities. So things come in 84s. Don't ask me why, but that just seems to be the quantity. <laughs> and so this year I'm growing this, it's called the popcorn plant, for lack of a better word. It's called cassia is the real name. And it gets eight feet tall and these big, huge um, yellow plumes that look like popcorn all smushed together. Oh. And if you touch the plant, it, it smells, you know, even yeah, the leaves right now. I got to smell it. And it, it smells so like weird. popcorn. So it's a fun plant. They planted it at the zoo because it's very tropical looking and it loves the St. Louis hot humidity. Oh, gotcha. And I also like to grow things that I know people aren't going to kill because then you look, well, you, you look better like, oh, I, I know what I'm doing. But um, it's true because if they take home a plant that looks pretty, but it's never going to grow in St. Louis, then 
ultimately they think it's a bad plant, right? And they don't realize it's just it was has to do with bad climate. Yeah, our climate here, Um, which you are also very well versed. And here's what works here in this climate, right? You know, and you have to be because at the end of the day. So my little pop up shop is usually employed by young, cute girls. (laughs) Lululemon the, 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 girls. Yes, because they wear very short <laughs> Lululemon shorts that I did, can't even know why they call them shorts. But um, they have learned sort of, if a customer says, I don't know what to plant, they know that, you know, there's there's 10 plants out there. There's more, but 10 simple plants that are beautiful, heat thriving. Truly, if they water them, they, they, they shouldn't kill them. Right. And so we steer people to that. And, you know, we have customers, the repeat customers that only buy those plants because they think they're great. And like Lantana and grows forever and you can yeah. get lots of colors. And Angelonia is a kind of, finally people are recognizing it, but it's a pretty plant. It's called Summer Snapdragon and it grows kind of spiky with these little flowers. And you don't have to do, even if you never cut back the dead, it, it still grows. So, Some of the names, okay, so yesterday I was at Oakville <laughs> mm-hmm. taking pictures and I was cracking up at some of the names. Like one was like fishnet stockings. Right, it's, well, it's a coleus, but that's the but, name because it looks like fishnet right. stockings. Um, it's kind of like OPI nail polish. So oh, right. like where they have all those funny names. Yes. I think the catchier the name, the better. Well, yeah. Wouldn't that be fun to that be your job to look at the plant and be like, what, do, what should we call this? Right. You know, but it did. It looked like, I was like, I see why they called it fishnet stocking. Right. And one was electric lime because it was like a bright neon mm-hmm. green. Was that a coleus too? It was a coleus. See too. how much I don't know. That's okay. But I'm trying, I'm learning. What did you I'm send learning. me the picture of? Oh, it was a, the Ospidiospernum daisy, yeah, which like, I can't what say are that these? word. <laughs> I don't even know what these, I mean, you got to tell me what these are. So that <laughs> so I was laughing that I'm like, okay, my spelling was correctly. Um, well, oh yeah. Because some of the, I think I was, looking at something the other day and it was oh, what was it called Bougain Bougain Via yeah and oh I had to like check the spelling of that like 10 uh, times tricky yes. to make sure I had that one right well, we just got a big tropical truck in today and I have some pictures for you but Ooh. some of the prettiest things I mean not anything that unusual but just in beautiful Oranges. condition and I'm you know, I'm really not type A, but I'm type A about my plants. And I don't right. want ugly plants and broken plants. And so I usually go to the wholesaler. That's one thing I do buy in is tropicals. So right. I usually would go to my tropical supply person and, you know, hand pick. Like I want that one, put that name, my name on that one. I want that one, put my name on that one. And I was a little nervous about the truck coming in because we didn't have that. But, oh, my God, it's so pretty. We have palms that are huge. And we have, I mean, just incredible trellises. And I've never seen a lantana tree form um, in purple. There was only one, Ooh. so of course I'm going to have to take it home, but you know, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I can't yeah, sell that one. Can't sell that, that one. That one's mine. <laughs> um, and just some, we had just have some really good looking things. It was really exciting. I mean, we have, we have beautiful things that we right. grow, but it's fun to get the stuff in from Florida. But it is beautiful. I mean, you just go in there and it's just like, wow. I mean, and so many different types of plants. It's just mind-boggling. And I think that's what I what separates me from anybody else. And I think there's lots of people that grow beautiful plants, and I have enviable garden centers that I would love to steal an idea or two, but there's not enough time in the day to really do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, so there's great places to shop. So I, I don't, I would never say that I'm the best, but I do think I have some of the best plants. Cool. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Pauline. Okay, we are back with Pauline Sella. I have questions. Sure. 
So I think when and we were at the O'Fallon location, when you were when you were talking about different plants, and I never thought of this before. You hear about fashion going in and out of style, but there's plants that go in and out of style. And you were telling me, oh yeah, remember these when you were a kid, you had these plants and now they're coming back in style. What's back in style? Well, geraniums. Who would have thought that? I mean, they're like your grandmother's plants, probably your great-grandmother's <laughs> plants. And they really don't do that great in St. Louis, but people love them. And I don't know if they love them because it's the big ball of color right. and they come in you know, vibrant colors and they grow big. But when what August hits and it's 100, they don't like it. I mean, oh. so, but people still buy them. So they're a spring. They're a good no, they're, spring. They're, they're, they're a mild, like they're a Michigan weather. Like they, oh, okay. you know, 100's not their friend. 80s gotcha. are fine, but when we get that really hot, dry, humid, they like morning sun, afternoon, like wait, like early, like late evening, like okay, like that, but that in between. But they're in right but now. They're in. They're yeah. They're they're still in. And and I'm trying to think. Oh, and all the vegetation. So like, I was your mom was there, and right, we talked right. about the wandering Jews and the Bolivian Jews and the Swedish ivy and all those are back those, in style. I mean, and like house plant foliage is a foliage frenzy. I mean, I'm getting so good with my my little things, whatever you want to call them. Foliage um, frenzy. I love and it. it's true in every I'm telling you that's we have to have a foliage frenzy event. We we should. I like that. Every magazine, I buy every magazine because people rip the pa- rip the page out and come in and say, Do you have this? Right. And so I try to make sure I sort of have it or something similar. Oh, I learned that's it a long time cool. ago. Better Homes and Gardens was never my friend because they would plant a container with six different plants of which which they aren't all friends in the same pot. And so I'd be so like, well, look pretty, look but, pretty, but in I'm all like, reality, they, they don't like, play well together. Right. And someone's going to die. But the idea <laughs> is... <laughs> it's, it's very like, sad. It's, it's very sad. <laughs> but then I was reading, and I like to read a lot about plants. I don't, you know, obviously, uh, I guess. Good. Um, that's a good thing. And I read that that's, you should do that because you want your pot to be pretty and it, you want it to, it to evolve. So as one of the friends gets moved on, the other friend gets to get bigger and then, oh, you know, okay. and then the centerpiece turns into the, you know, what the purpose of it is to be the centerpiece. So there is a purpose to that, even but though. It was so interesting to me because, and, and I, you know, I'm not good with all these plant names, but you were like, I was like, I do remember when I was a kid, like everybody had one of those in their house. So it was so interesting yeah, like to me. like the spider plant. Yeah, everybody I, had one. Everybody. And when your mom said the same thing, I said, um, what are those hanging macrame? That's big again. Oh yeah, like, macrame's yeah, in. Yeah, everybody, want, yeah, hang your plant from your macrame thing with the ball at the bottom. Oh like, my gosh, you know, that's like so funny. 70s, but re- that's going to be all 70s. over Etsy. I have a feeling. It's the true. macrame planners are going to yes. be all over Etsy then. And so all that, and so every magazine is, you know, and they're saying, and I'm sure there's some health benefits, but I'm it just like plants that are supposed to be poisonous. Right, right. It <laughs> takes a lot of eating a lot of plants to kill your dog or kill yourself. But so... I'm sure they say it makes the air cleaner and Ooh. You know. so well, we're, hey. we're, and we're selling a lot of foliage. I mean, it's, it's a, crazy. Because it's a foliage frenzy. It's a foliage frenzy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just thought that was super exp- uh, interesting. Okay, so we're back on trends. Have Have you ever seen a trend that you were like, "This is so weird," or like just a weird plant? Anything? Yes. So lemongrass because they think mis- keeps mosquitoes away or anything that they think keep people think keeps mosquitoes away is Pinterest. And it's a, it's because someone 
there must be a god of Pinterest that decides <laughs> to create whatever the frenzy is going to be. Because they'll be like, well, if I plant this around my patio, will I have mosquitoes? I'm like, yes. You, you will. Gotta, you've got to spray for mosquitoes. Like, you the, you live in Missouri. is not going to do it. I'm like, you could even rub it all over yourself. It's not going to do it. And they don't, uh, citronella, ugliest type of geranium. It's and like, it doesn't work, does no, it? No, and it stinks. It I mean, because I've done the citronella candles no. and nothing ever seems no. to work. It seems like DEET. <laughs> Well, I will tell you what really works is Mosquito Squad. I'm not doing the, the, you know, shout out to them. But we hired them because the back of our house is wood, sort of woodsy. Right. And it's right next to the fence where our swimming pool is. So if you, you know, hot day, you're right. like smacking yourself. Yeah. And you're like, this is awful. Some of the Mosquito yeah, yes, Squad. Yes, it really does. They come and they, they spray all your bushes and you can do the sort of, you know, the nicer version or the really kill it version. Right. And it doesn't kill the bees because I do the really kill it version and I still have plenty of bumblebees and pollinators oh, and, all, and hummingbirds and everything else. But it, it's, and when you go to someone's home that doesn't do this, which is probably most people, and you're like, oh my God, why are there mosquitoes outside? Like, yeah. That's funny. Well, so, you know, but I um, also had spraying garlic. So my oh. husband used to spray this garlic spray because we lived at a lake and oh, mosquito heaven offer. over there. And I'm mosquito dessert. So they're just like, ooh, yum, Mish is out. And he would spray this garlic spray. And it, it worked. totally worked. And all natural oh, and everything. Now you would smell like you were cooking an Italian right. meal. <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> but but yeah. so that's what you have to do. You have totally to spray worked. it or put it on yourself, but the plants are not, it's, no. Yeah, no, it never mm. really, are, are those little bands that people, would, no, no, that never worked either. for me. Yeah. So yesterday we had a meeting mm -hmm. with um, Mary Ann from the St. Louis County Parks talking yep. about pollinators, which is why I want to ask you the next question. Okay. Because I thought it was fascinating, the whole idea of planting certain plants in your yard so that butterflies and the moths and the, the different pollinators would mm -hmm. show up. So what should we be planting right now if we want pollinators? Well, butterfly weed, which is milkweed is what it's called. It, it, it's, it's very pretty. I mean, mm -hmm. it's... it's it's the easiest thing to bring pollinators in. Um, hummingbirds, for an example, like anything with a throat. So picture a petunia. Right. So even though it's not on the list of perennials, it's an annual. There's there's a lot of easy, inexpensive ways to bring in pollinators. And Marianne's probably choking if she listens to this <laughs> because people want you. You know, you want to plant the natives. You want to plant perennials. Right. But, um, there's a called kufia. It's a cigar plant. It looks like little teeny uh, orange ends. Yes. You, it's I, called yep. vermilion. Yep. It is the biggest hummingbird to the point where I planted a lady wanted hummingbirds and butterflies. And so I planted tons of vermilion and lantana and lots of the tropical foliage or, you know, hibiscus plants bring in hummingbirds and butterflies. Right. I know it's not part of the county's list, but it, it's an easy way but to bring it in. Yeah. And she was calling telling me, I mean, this is too many hummingbirds. And so, and, <laughs> really? Yes. And it's so we, we went up to her house and we were laughing. I'm like, this is crazy. But they like the little beak. They can stick their their right the beak in and get the nectar. So, oh, how fun! Um, yeah. So, so that I mean, our pollinator paparazzi that we're yes planning. Yes, like enough peas <laughs> in there. Pauline from Plant, Plant Haven, Haven is, is planning planting together. <laughs> Um, uh, I will hopefully have to encourage people to take pictures of not just the plants on the um, the pollinator plant list, uh, but regular well, yeah, annuals, but just, anything that but works. But it's also helping the St. Louis County Parks know what, what Marianne was telling us was by taking, so just let me catch everybody up. Plant Haven will be running a contest mm -hmm. soon. That, that contest is asking people to take pictures of pollinators. 
um, on the plant. Right. And and it's going to also, like, there'll be a contest around it where we're, we're going to give you a... Would we pollinator party pack of some sort? Right, to fill, but, it, fill your garden with. But also it teaches the St. Louis County Parks, if you're sharing these pictures, they also can get an idea of what other plants that these pollinators go to. They have a lot of knowledge around it, but right. they would like us. It's like it's like we're helping them. Right. It's we're helping right. them learn more. And we want everybody in the county to learn, everybody in St. Louis to learn. I mean, these pollinators are super important. Right. And, and they're kind of in trouble. So we got to help them out a little right. bit. And we can, and you can help them out so easily by and even and even with pretty plants that are easy to take care of. Yeah, in your own yard. If in everybody does yard. this, yep. I was going to be happening. Planning on pollinating pictures. <laughs> so I around my pool, I put all these hibiscus trees and lantana and the vermilion, and I have butterflies and hummingbirds oh, all the time. And how bees. Cool. Um, when well, we need the bees, we need the bees. Yeah, the good bees, not yeah. the bad bees. Are there bad bees? Well, I don't know. I'm allergic to the that one. Oh. Be that little tiny stinger bee. I, I know they're I, all stingers, I'm, I'm but allergic to those too. Like I'll just like not. Th- I'm not super allergic, but like my whole swell arm up. will yeah. swell. Yeah, I got stung by oh I don't know some little wasp guys one time that was really bad. But yeah, yeah, I'm so with same. you. Like stay yeah. away. Yeah. Bumblebee is fine. No problem with that. <laughs> right. Um, they don't even bother you. Well, um, thank you, Pauline. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you came on here. Oh, well, good. I'm but, so excited but, that I'm, you made me do this, actually, because now awesome. I feel like I'm I made so cool. You, yes, yeah. I was like, chill yeah. up for this. No, <laughs> but no, but thank you, because I think that um, it's awesome, one, to talk. Pe- there's people that love to garden. Mm-hmm. They love to learn more. Um, you have so much knowledge, so it's like go to Plant Haven Farms, and Pauline will tell you everything you want to know about everything because you you have so much knowledge. I mean, it really is amazing. It's like you would just, and she talks really fast, yep. so you got to really really listen. But um, but you would just point to a plant and be like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh my gosh, what? She's like, you're like a walking dictionary for every single plant. So it's awesome. Oh, thank, well, you. thank you. Well, thank you. Well, everyone out there, have an awesome day. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. Um, Subscribe. Go to Mishmash on iTunes. We'll see you later.